what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. If you're going to a church and your toes don't ever get stepped on, you're in the wrong church. Because there's going to be times when it gets ugly up in the church and some toes get stepped on. And that's the problem with the world today. It's time for some preachers to get a backbone and have a foot stomping good time and preach the Word of God. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings. The book of 2 Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings chapter 3, we're going to pick it up in verse 13 today. 2 Kings 3 verse 13, And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, What have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophets of thy father and to the prophets of thy mother. But the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee, nor see thee. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, the presence of a child of God. The Bible tells us that the Moabites were paying tens of millions of dollars in tribute money to Israel every year. But when Ahab died, the Moabites rebelled against Israel. And Jehoram, who was Ahab's son, you can see how this would get his attention. Jehoram worshipped the golden calves that were set up by Jeroboam many years earlier when the kingdom was divided. Jeroboam, he adapted the sacrificial system to fit the needs of the people, and he ordained a feast similar to that of the Passover. It had all the outward trappings, if you will, of the sacrificial system. They would offer up their sacrifices. But those sacrifices had nothing to do with sin. The way God ordained the sacrificial system, the lamb was to be brought and it was offered up as a sin offering for the sins of the people. And the people would ask forgiveness and That lamb had to be without spot and without blemish. It pointed to Christ and what Christ would do for us at Calvary. And they placed their faith in the one who was to come. And God looked at that. 
and those people were forgiven of their sins. But what Jeroboam did erecting these calves, he adjusted that sacrificial system to fit the needs of the people. In other words, it became more man-centered than God-centered, which is much of what has happened in the church today. The gospel that is being preached today is more man-centered than it is God-centered. The cross of Christ has been adjusted. It has been modified. It's window dressing. It appeals to the people But sin is ignored. The cross of Christ. Jesus died on Calvary for your sins. He did not die on Calvary so that you could get rich. And you don't need your psychological defects dealt with. You need your sin dealt with. And... This gospel today is more man-centered than God-centered. The music in the church appeals more to the flesh. A lot of the music in the church today is designed to draw the young people. But music is not to draw anybody. Music in the church is to worship God. And if that worship is not done with Christ and what he did at Calvary as the foundation, then you're worshiping you know not what. But this is what Jeroboam set up, and the people were engrossed in this for years, and now Jehoram is the king of Israel, and he's going down this same road, calf worship. And now the Moabites have rebelled. And he got the people ready for war and he reached out to Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. Now, there was conflict between the southern and the northern kingdom of Israel. And let me tell you, sometimes, friend, it it was ugly. I mean, they had all-out war between the two from time to time. But now that Jehoram is in trouble, he reaches out to Jehoshaphat for help. Jehoshaphat was a child of God. The Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles 17, verses 3 through 6, that the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. The Lord established the kingdom in his hand because his heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. Jehoram wanted the presence of a child of God to help him. You see, it's funny how the world out here, they don't want anything to do with us, the child of God. We get picked on, lampooned, lambasted, we're the butt of every joke, but yet when the hard times come, Will you pray for me? I've got this going on. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Mm Mm-hmm. 
And here's Jehoram. He didn't want anything to do with God, really. He was all about his calf worship. But yet when this rebellion took place and it started affecting his pocketbook, then they reached out to the child of God. This country is hurting right now. The pocketbook of a lot of people is hurting right now. I don't care what President Biden said this last week when he said the economy was doing good. If you've got any sense, you can look at it and tell things ain't right. Let me leave that alone. No, I'm not going to leave it alone. That's the problem now. Too many preachers have left it alone. Too many preachers have not said anything about it. But when the camera spans the audience and you've got Democrats wearing jewelry on their lapel that says abortion, with a heart in the middle where the O ought to be. Ladies and gentlemen, that speaks volumes. Who in their right mind loves abortion? That's crazy. That's insane. I mean, if, if you're for abortion, you're for abortion. But to go to the extreme and say that you love abortion, you love murdering little babies. How evil is that, ladies and gentlemen? And these are the people that are in control of our health care. And if they don't think no more of killing a little baby, what about you? I'm going to tell you, folks, in these days that we're living in, it is not a time to be backing off, slacking off, doing your own thing. It is a time to put the pedal to the metal and get as close to the Lord Jesus Christ as you can. Because he stands even at the doors. The trump of God is about to sound. You put your trust and faith in man, you are a fool. But... Jehoram reached out to Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat said in verse 7, he said, I'll go up with you. I'll help you. Now, church, there's nothing wrong with helping people. That's what we're supposed to do. But you better seek the Lord as to how to help some people. Because if you're not careful... You're trying to help people is not really helping them. It's enabling them to get into more trouble. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? If a stranger comes up to you and says, I need some help, give me some money. You better not give them the money. You better inquire of the Lord. Lord, how do you want me to help this individual? Because if you give them money, you're enabling them to go out and buy some whatever and get into more trouble. Are you hearing me? There are ways to help people. And there's nothing wrong with helping people, but you better inquire of the Lord. And he asked, Jehoshaphat asked Jehoram, which way do we go? Now he asked the right question, but he asked the wrong person. And you ask people, what do you need? You need to ask the Lord, what do they need? And Jehoram said, we're going to go through the wilderness of Edom. Now, the wilderness of Edom was the shortest and quickest route, but it wasn't the best route. Edom goes back to Esau. 
Esau sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of stew to satisfy his flesh. And a lot of times when people out here in the world ask you for help, if you're not careful, they're not really asking for help. They're asking for a way to satisfy their flesh. And they fetched a compass of seven days' journey. 2 Kings 3, verse 9. And there was no water for the host or the cattle that followed them. You see, the modern church today, in an effort to help people, we have fetched a journey into the wilderness of psychology to try to help people. And although psychology can be scientific as far as the study of the mind and human behavior, it holds no water, ladies and gentlemen. It has no solution for man's problem. Because psychology says that the reason you have the problem that you have is because of your environment. And if we can change your environment, then we can change you. That's a lie. The Bible says that man's problem is a heart problem. Man's problem starts from within, not from without. Man's problem is sin. And you can sit down and talk about your problems all you want. I think about it. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, God didn't pull up a couch and say, Now, Adam, I want you to sit here. Eve, I want you to sit over there. Serpent, you sit over there. I want to have a talk with you. We're going to have a little counseling session. The problem was beyond talking about. What did God do? He pointed to a redeemer who was to come. He said the seed of the woman is going to bruise the head of the serpent. He promised that a redeemer was coming, the Lord Jesus Christ. Genesis 3, verse 15. So if counseling could have solved man's problem, God would have talked about it right there in Genesis and spoke it into existence. But it's beyond talking about, folks. They fetched a compass of seven days' journey. There was no water. The church today has fetched a compass going into the wilderness of psychology and there's no water, there's no solution there. God told Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, He said, The people have committed two evils. My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have hewed them cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Folks, without water we die. And water is a type of the Holy Spirit. And the only way the Holy Spirit will work and function is through and by the cross of Jesus Christ. And when the cross is not being preached, then the moving of the Holy Spirit goes lacking. He that has an ear, let him hear. Romans chapter 8 verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. 
That's how the Holy Spirit works. It's through and by what Jesus did at Calvary. And God help us today. It's hard put to find a preacher that'll preach the cross today. Because it offends people. And if the cross is preached, sin is ignored. The people don't know how to apply the cross of Christ to their life. It's not preached today. Spirit's not moving. If you're listening to me by radio right now, and you're looking at church, find a church that's preaching the cross. Find a church that's preaching Christ and Him crucified as the answer to the ills of mankind. Get in that church. Join that church. Support that church. Because when the cross of Christ is preached, the Holy Spirit will move. You will find water that will sustain you. You will find power that will help you. The power of the Holy Ghost. We need that power today. We need that flow of Holy Ghost water in our lives today. 2 Kings 3 verse 10, Jehoram said, Alas, the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver us into the hand of Moab. He's blaming God. Jehoram wants to blame God for the situation that he's in. How many of you, under the sound of my voice today, you wouldn't dare say it, but you blame God for the mess that you're in. And I heard a preacher say the other day, he said, the way to have peace with God is to forgive God. Are you hearing me? Forgive God. God's not done anything wrong to you. If he took you out behind the woodshed, that's what you needed. He works all things for the good to those that love him or called according to his purpose. If you want to have peace with God, Paul said in Romans 5 verse 1, we're, being, we're justified by faith, therefore we have peace with God. What does that mean? That means that when you place your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary, there's a peace that passes all understanding that flows through your soul. That's the way to have peace with God. All right. 2 Kings 3 verse 11. Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here? A prophet of the Lord that we can inquire the Lord by him. And one of the king's servants said, yeah, there's Elisha over here. And Jehoshaphat said, yes, the word of the Lord's with him. And in verse 12, they all go down to meet Elisha. If you really want to help somebody, take them to the word of God. Take them to a place where the Word of God is truly being preached and taught. And Elisha, what he has to say now is ugly. I mean, we have people that come in and visit us from time to time, and we make them feel welcome. And that's the way it ought to be. But when the Word of God is being preached, it can get a little ugly. Church needs to be an ugly place 
There's too much cotton candy and cream puffs and donuts. Too much icing on the cake. Are you hearing me? In our churches today. What did Elisha say that was so ugly? Well, I mean, he sees the king of Israel and he says, What have I got to do with you? We ain't got nothing in common. What are you doing here? You've got your calves. You've got your prophets. Won't you go to them? He couldn't go to them because they couldn't help him. Sometimes you've got to point out things to people and let them know that the way they're going is not helping them. What they're doing is not right. You've got to shell it down and tell it like it is. What have I got to do with you? Now, he's looking at Jehoram and the king of Edom when he speaks these words. But actually what he says is being directed to Jehoshaphat. He's really stepping on Jehoshaphat's toes. If you're going to a church and your toes don't ever get stepped on, you're in the wrong church. You're listening to the wrong preacher. Because there's going to be times when it gets ugly up in the church and some toes get stepped on. And that's the problem with the world today. It's time for some preachers to get a backbone and have a foot stomping good time. And preach the word of God. He told him, said, you need to get to your prophets. 2 Kings 3 verse 13. He's just telling it like it is. And it makes Jehoram mad. Sometimes the preacher has to say some things that make some folks mad. And sometimes folks get mad and they leave the church. Well, Brother James, you said something and, and, and it run them off. Don't you think you need to go talk to them? No, I think I said enough. Sometimes the church is better off without some people. I know that's ugly. I know that's ugly to say, but I'm telling you the truth. There are some people that come in the church, they got an agenda, they want to change things, they want to do this, they want to do that. That is not of God. And you've got to call it out, step on their toes, and get them back in line. If they don't want to get back in line, there's the door. Because if you don't deal with it, your church is going to look like a nightclub. And you're going to end up at the feet of two golden calves. And you'll be worshiping you know not what. Now I know I've made some of you listening by radio angry with me. 252-299-4234. Go ahead. Get angry with me. Telling you the truth. Now, verse 14, 2 Kings 3, verse 14. Elisha said, Were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee nor see thee. God has no regard of persons. He is under no obligation to answer the world out here. He's under no obligation to answer the sinner man out here unless they are praying and asking God to forgive them and invite the Lord Jesus Christ into their hearts. God is required to answer that prayer. But any other prayer, God ain't under no obligation to answer that. I didn't say that God don't hear the prayers of the world out there. He does. But he's under no obligation to look toward them or to answer them in any way. 
But now the child of God, when we pray, God's under an ab- obligation to answer. He said it in his word. That's not my word. Ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. If any two of you come together and agree is touching any one thing, it shall be done unto you. That's the the book. He said, were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I wouldn't look toward you or see you. What are you saying, Brother James? I'm saying this. If it wasn't for the presence of the blood-bought, born-again, spirit-filled child of God that prays, this country would be in hell. This whole world would be in hell. And when the trump of God calls... And our presence is withdrawn from this world. There ain't going to be nothing but hell left. Jesus said, great tribulation, such as the world has never known. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the importance of the presence of a child of God. All right. Now, Elisha has got a word of blessing for everyone standing there that day. Well, what was that blessing, Brother James? Come on back next week and I'll tell you. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to Established in the Faith. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.